Jesus in my circle, who the one who be the snakes? Who gon' fold up under pressure? Who gon' understand the stakes? Who gon' wait to get they food to try to take from off my plate? Who the love? Who gon' understand I'm hurt? Who gon' love me unconditionally and try and make it work? Who gon' party once I'm gonna shed a tin once I'm in dirt? I ain't asking for too much, I'm trying to understand my work. Welcome to the next episode of Give Me My Crown Podcast. Give Me My Crown Podcast. Once again, I'm Antonio. I'm Anson. And you see we brought back our boy. We had to bring him back. I'm Damien. All right, so today, like we said, we're going to bring y'all a lot of hot topics, a lot of stuff going on in the world, a lot of stuff going on in the economy. And one thing right now that everybody has a question about is what is the housing market doing? That's right. So as we know, the housing market, or you know, I'm a realtor, Damien is... um, is a mortgage loan officer. So we're going to kind of talk about it from both perspectives, kind of what we see going on and kind of what, how we see, how, how we see the, the trend going as far as on the mortgage side and on the realtor side and consumer side and consumer side. Obviously. Right. Um, Cause obviously the consumer is the ones that um, the consumer is the one that obviously drives the business. That's right. Because Obviously, you gotta have a consumer to buy the house. <laughs> so, <laughs> house to buy. So, um, Anson, let's start with you. You're the consumer. Yeah. So, I know you always looking to capitalize to capitalize to buy a house. Whether it's um, whether you're looking for a foreclosure property, whether you're looking for a property for yourself, We're looking whatever for it you're all, looking man. for. So, tell me. So, kind of tell me from your perspective, what you have seen as you're searching for houses. So you want to know like some of the research I've done or just some? No, just from from your perspective. For me, I look at stuff from a common sense standpoint. So I look at right now, we steadily building houses, right? Everybody building houses everywhere. Yeah. So I I personally betting on the market going down. Like I'm I'm hoping it go down. That's just my my hope, my wish to make, if I'm going to buy investment properties or I want to buy anything, it's going to be cheap. So when you say go down, what do you mean? Okay. So that's why I asked kind of, kind of my research in there a little bit. Go ahead. I, I, read, I read a lot. Yeah. Goldman Sachs is saying that on the East Coast, it's going to be a soft, you know, a soft, like, flipping. Like, it's going to be like 1% or 2%. Houses ain't going to drop yeah. dramatically. Like, it's not going to go back to pre-COVID prices. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't like that news. I want stuff to fall down. That way... Like people who want to buy for whatever can just buy homes. So I'm just hoping that, you know, foreclosures happen. So if everybody who bought homes $100,000 over what they were priced at or appraised at, but I'm hoping, you know, those go in the market for cheaper. I mean, one man's mistake is another man's game. That's just what it is, you know? So, you know, if I can give me a mansion for three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars $400,000, I'll take it, you know? I don't see that happening. That ain't going to happen. But it's wishful thinking, man, you know? But I think God, and like DJ Khaled said, God did. If God want me to get a mansion for three hundred thousand, I'm just gonna say God did. You know. So I do think, um, like I think, I think we talked about this on last po- on a couple podcasts ago. We talked about mortgages. I do think a lot of people overpaid for houses, which I do think is gonna play some role yeah. into um, into the flipping of the market. But I think the market had. Obviously, the market the market is not a seller's market anymore. It is 
turn into a buyer's market yes. or slowly turn into a buyer's market because it's still not it's still not a hundred percent like buyers get what they want. Oh yeah, because yeah. it's it's almost it may, it may be leaning a little towards the buyer side, but it's almost even because now it's um, obviously like I said, year ago, year and a half ago, the buyer was at the seller's mercy at that point. Yeah. Now the buyer has flexibility into what they want and and uh, like the terms that they can work out. And people look at interest rates and get scared, right? Yeah, see, I, I, I do think... That don't scare me, though. Like, See, I, I get it because obviously, I think Damien talked about this last time. Yeah. Now is always the right time to buy because if you buy high, if you buy, or if, if you buy with the high interest rate, you can always refinance. If you buy with the low interest rate, but you overpay for the house, like people did last year, yes, you okay. can't refinance that house yeah. because you're it, not going to get that rate, and it, you're not going to get the value of the house. Yeah, exactly, because it, it's not going to appraise for what you pay for. Yep. So you, if if you have a three percent interest rate, but interest rates now are three and a half percent, yeah, you can't even if you refinance, you can't. Yep. Or if you if you want to refinance, you can't. So if you can't afford to pay for that house, now you're upside down. Now you either got to sell or you're going into foreclosure. That's right. I mean, so I don't know which one better. You know, if you got to sell the bank, get it, and people can't sell it in time, it becomes a foreclosure, then I get it. You know what I'm saying? Because I heard the rent market is supposed to be extremely high now. Oh, yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. People look at the rent. Like, maybe in two years or a year, I'll let you book. Yeah, so, because, like, or like you just said, if is. You can either let the banks, or you can either it can either go into foreclosure. You can try to sell it. The, yeah. the the point, the problem with trying to sell it is you're already under. Yep. So if you got a house that you paid eight hundred thousand for, but the house is only worth seven hundred thousand, you can list the house for eight hundred thousand all you want to. You ain't get. But the house, even if the house, if you don't sell in time and it goes to foreclosure, that's a foreclosure. Yeah. If you are only offered seven hundred seven fifty, you got to decide: do you take that and still make pay or and somehow come up with that other hundred or fifty thousand, or do you, or do you take the loss? So it's, is is no, it's a numbers game. So you gotta decide. Yep. Pretty much, you gotta decide your fate. You got, dang, jump in. What you think, Dan? What do you think from yeah, from a mortgage standpoint, or from a loan officer standpoint? What do you think, and what do you like? What do you see happening? Well, the market is shifting, right? So it's like you said, it's becoming more of a buyer's market, um, but it's not a hundred percent buyer. The, the sellers aren't at the mercy of a buyer. It's an even split now. It's kind of like where it was right before COVID happened, before the yeah. pandemic and everything, where people are negotiating on houses. You got a few people offering on a house with you, but it's not like, you know, you see a house listed today and 35 offers come in tonight. That's yeah. not happening anymore. Um, so you, you get some more favorable comps. I mean, if you're going to buy a house, you know, Talk to your real estate agent, talk to the sellers. Listen, I like the house, I want to buy it. I'd like you to cover some of my closing costs. Invest more money in your down payment. Negotiate the price. They listen to the house for 350. You say, look, I like the house, but I don't want to pay more than 330. Let's make this make sense. This is something you can do now, because six months ago, yeah. Yeah. And you can always, I ain't gonna say, so I said I guess I shouldn't say always. If you are, if you have a realtor, and obviously your realtor is going to tell you what's best for you, um, when a house is for sale, 
when you any any time out. Hold on. Any any offer you submit, as long as it's reasonable, that seller is gonna look at that offer. So if 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 it's reasonable enough, then obviously they can counter. So I would um, I would highly recommend if you like a house and you and you can come close to what they're asking, always submit that offer and at least see what they say. Every realtor ain't you, man. Huh? That's true. Because I was gonna say, man, yeah. I, I, I had a I had a lady seven months ago. She saw this house. She was in love with the house. They wanted two fifty for the house. Never forget this. She want they wanted two fifty for the house. She could only afford two forty. I said, well, look, submit the offer for two forty. Yeah. She submitted the offer for two forty. They did not accept. She was upset. We went on looking. Thirty days went by. What did we notice? That house was still there. She said, oh, Damon, should I submit for 240? I said, oh, no. It's been 30 days. Submit for less now. Let's see what they say. <laughs> and they accepted the lesser offer at this point. Wow. They did. And she submitted an offer for 225 and they accepted it. Well, see, because that's the problem. Once you submit that first offer, if that seller or that seller's agent rejects that offer, that offer is no longer good. Okay. That's just like if I see a house for 500 and I submit um, – Say I submit 480, they come back and say 490. My 480 offer is no longer good. So even if they come back later, that 480 offer is no longer good because they rejected that offer when they counted. So can they ask like, hey, you said 480 first time, can we go back and do that 480? Well, they can submit another counter okay. for that 480 or they can submit another offer for that 480. Yeah. But, it, but once they reject it, that offer is off the table at that point. Okay. So that's why... That's why when you get a when when you're listing a house as when a when you're listing a house with a real estate agent, first of all, your real estate agent is supposed to tell you every single offer that you get. Right. So once they tell you the offer that you get, it's unless so some people will submit um, what they call times of the essence, which yeah. means hey, I need an answer by this day, and sometimes it's within 24 hours after they submit the offer. So it's the real estate agent's job to get that offer to them as quick as possible. But it's also the real estate agent's job to guide them and say, like if the house has been on the market for 60 days and this offer is 20,000 less, the agent may say, hey, you might, you might want to accept this offer. Or it could be that um, once they get that offer, the real estate agent could, or if like, say it's been, because now the average time house on the market is about 32 days. Okay. So anything within 30 to 50 days is about average now. So once you leave, so during that time, you're, you're not really at the mercy of the buyer to accept 30,000 less. Um, obviously, unless it's like when you get up in the millions, you're talking 100,000, you can, you can offer 100,000 less and they'll take it. Whereas if you're under 500, 30, 20,000 is a big difference. Yeah. So you have so like instead of jumping on the first offer or completely rejecting that first offer quick, it's always good to look at multiple offers first if you're getting them before you either reject or accept. Okay, you said the average house is on the market for thirty two days. I think it's thirty two days. Damon, what was it six months ago? I think it was like six days. Yes. Okay. Five days, right. man. It, it was less than a week. Yeah. So my projection. It's quarter three and four, which put us 
over the halfway mark of the year, right? Yeah. I think there will be a 20,000, my number will be 20,000 decrease in homes. Mm. So it's, I don't, so the reason I don't see that, it, it depends on which homes you're talking about. Because right. when you look at resale homes, yeah. people are, like even homes now, people bought these houses three or four years ago and they're trying to sell them now for three and 400,000 more than what they paid for them three okay. or four years ago. So even if they sell them houses, say a house a year ago was 800,000, they, today they sell it for a million, where as if a year ago they could have sold it for 1.2, they're yeah, still, still winning. winning. Yeah. So, so I, I think some people look at that and say, is it a decrease in the market? And I think it's hard to tell because either if you're comparing it to when they originally bought the house, it's still an increase in yeah, the market. If you're true. comparing it to COVID, to prime COVID time, it is a decrease in the market. Yeah. But I think it depends on kind of what you're comparing it to. Okay. So the, so the big thing, and I'll throw this out, the big thing is the average person is looking for what we call a starter home. Starter home today is a three bedroom, two and a half bath. Yeah. Okay. 1990, a starter home was $100,000. Early two thousand starter home was two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, today that starter home is three fifty. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, today you're not. It, it's almost impossible to get into a house. Yeah. That especially if you got kids, because obviously if you got kids, you want a yard and you want you today you need at least two bathrooms. Yeah. And you need probably at least three bedrooms. So you have to um, you have to be willing. First of all, to pay that to to pay the money for the house, but you got to be able to afford it. Yep. Because, like I said, even with interest rates high now, even if you're on like the brink, but you can't afford it, but you're on the brink, you can always refinance. Yeah. If interest rates go down, or when they go down, interest rates are going back down. Yep, yeah, they are. They're not going to go back to you know the pandemic. The pandemic was a once in a lifetime kind of thing where hey. People losing jobs because they can't go to work because we don't know what to do. So the only way to stimulate money is significantly reduce the rates. Rates ain't going back down to that two point nine nine. People bought a house that got a one point nine nine interest rate. They better stay in that house. They're gonna stay in that house to the day they die. They, they will never refinance. Yeah, I'm about to say you never can refinance that. They will never because it, it doesn't benefit them because yep. even even if they try to re, if they try to refinance well, to pull money out, they, don't don't say that. Don't, don't say that. What? Cash is always king. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, if you're pulling cash, so if I bought my house, I bought my house for three fifty, and I got a 1.99. Say that my, you know, everything I'm paying is 1400 bucks a month. But my other debts that I'm paying is an additional $2,000. If I can pull out the equity in my yeah. house okay. and clear out this other, you know, $2,000 a month, and raise my mortgage payment. Hell, I'll raise my mortgage payment eight hundred bucks. Yeah. I'm winning at that yeah, point. Okay. That's, interest rate means nothing. To that's me. exactly where I was about to go with that. <laughs> yeah, interest rate means because, nothing to you. Because especially if, if you got equity in the home, you can always pull it out. But you can also do a HELOC, which is a home equity line of credit. Yeah, and um, that's borrowing money to the value that pretty much based on the value of your house. Yeah, the only problem with a HELOC is the rules. HELOCs are technically a home equity line of credit. They are good for 10 years, two months. 
after 10 years, two months, it becomes a loan. Typically, that loan is 25 years. So the first 10 years, two months, all you're paying is the interest. Yeah. So if, you, if you're wise and you do it the right way, you can pay more and then, you know, find a sweet spot, refinance and get it all done. But, but that's also based on if you spend that money. That is true because you spend it. Because you don't pay it. You can have that money sitting there for five years and never use it. And you never have to pay it back. But the moment you pull it out is when you got to pay it back. So you're saying basically, if I pull it out, I got to have a for sure way it's going to make money for you. Basically, it's yes. a credit card against your house. Okay. Yeah. Because, I mean, you can use it for like, a lot of people use them for income properties or, yeah, renovations, income properties, uh, whatever. And because the HELOC is going to be better than what the mortgage rate is. Yes. Yes. An investment property. Yes. Because a lot of, because when you get that HELOC, when you have that HELOC, if you're going to buy a rental property or a, um, an income property, you can always say, I got cash. And obviously cash is king. You can go. You can buy a house for about 15% less than yes. what the asking price is when you do with cash. Yes. If you see a house, let's make it 200000 A million dollars. Huh? Say a million dollars. A million dollars. You see a house for a million dollars. If I'm coming in and I'm and I have a and I have to get a loan, yeah, and I'm offering nine seventy, nine eighty. Say I'm offering nine eighty, but I got a loan. Somebody else coming in offering nine fifty, but they got cash. So some some are more likely to take that cash because there's less stipulations. There's less the stipulations. Loan. There's less time to get their money. Yes, and they don't have to worry about it not actually going through because. Always with the loan until you get what's called a clear to close. Yes. There's a chance that loan may not go through. Yeah. And that clear to close don't come to what? Three days prior? Yeah, or a week? I think it's about a week. About a week prior to the closing yeah. date. So, I mean. Because you're supposed to get it. At, you gotta, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's three days prior to the closing. Your, you got to get your CD three days. Yes. Uh, you gotta have, it's got to be three days from the date you sign your CD. So, yeah. typically, they, most companies are going to send it out three days prior, yep. four days prior to your closing date. Have everybody sign and have their rescission period. Okay. Yeah, and there are some, there are actually some mortgage companies um, that will, that will get, it's, it's a loan, but it's considered a, it's considered a cash. Uh, um, yeah, there's because uh, Damien, because uh, you're, my company does, the company it. offers that. Yeah, we offer, it's called our buyer accept, um, but there are other companies that offer something like Ribbon where they go in and they buy the home cash. So you're submitting like a cash offer, yeah. But there's a loan on the back end, but right. you have somebody financing it, so. And it looks to the seller, it looks better it because looks like straight cash. It's just cash, so yeah. they, like I said, they don't have to. A lot of times with cash offers, you don't have to worry about appraisal because most of the time that whoever that real estate agent is is going to make sure that the comps at least match what you're paying. Gotcha. Okay. So because you don't want to see a house for a million dollars, the comps in the neighborhood. Show that the house is worth seven hundred, and they're going to let you pay nine hundred. Okay, that's for one. Either you don't have a good real estate agent, or you don't have a real estate agent at all. <laughs> and I was going to talk about that, man. I'm going to ask you that question. Like, with the market kind of turning, right? Yeah. You need the right real estate agent to work for you, right? Or yes. Because you said before, you like a real estate agent to do this, real estate agent to do that. If I ain't got a good real estate agent, they ain't going to do that for me. Correct. I mean, because you want to have a real estate agent that's first of all. It is a once you sign that um, once you sign the buyer's agreement, it's your real estate agent's job to go to bat for you. Okay, like it's their job to work for you. 
their their number one job is to do what's in your best interest. Right. Even if they know the other real estate agent, they're friends with them, whatever. Their job, if they if they hire you as their real estate agent, is to work for them. Okay. So your job is to find them, the, find, obviously find them what they're looking for. And when you submit an offer, give them the best advice. Now, at the end of the day, what they want to do is going to trump what you suggest. So if I say, if I see a house for 800 or they looking at a house for 800, they say, I want to offer 750. I, and I said, well, I think it's best you offer about 780. If they say, no, oh, I want to try 750, you roll with the 750. Yeah. But then when it comes back and they're and they're rejecting, they're upset. You can, I mean, you can always look at them. You don't have to be rude, but you can say, "Hey, that's why I said let's offer seven eighty because gotcha. based on the way the market is going, because you always have to. First of all, you always have to be professional. Even if somebody, um, I've I've dropped clients in the past because they got mad at me <laughs> because <laughs> true story. The guy, the guy wanted to submit an offer on the house. He asked me, hey, and this was during pandemic times. And he said, what is the offer? We, what, what do you think I should submit? I said, hey, let's submit this. And I said, I think you should do um, this amount in due diligence. He said, well, I'm going to do this. And it was about 5000 less than what I said he should do. And then he said, let's do this in due diligence. That was about 2000 less than what I, he, what I said he should do. And then they completely rejected the offer. And then he said, well, why are they rejecting my offer? I said, you didn't have a strong offer. I said, I said, compared to, to compare to what the market is now, I said, yeah. your offer was weak. I said, he was like, well, I feel you didn't go to bat for me. I said, I told you exactly what to offer. I said, I told you what to offer in due diligence. And I told you what to offer on the listing. And you completely said, well, I want to do this. And I said, it's my job to give you suggestions, but whatever you want to do, that's what I'm here to do. If you say you want to offer 300,000 less, I'm going to complete, <laughs> I'm going to tell you not to do it, but if you want to do it, yeah. my job is to do what you want me to do. Yeah. As far as when it comes to offers and things like that. And that's why when, as a seller, when you get an offer, you talk to your real estate agent, hey, should I accept this offer? You tell them the pros and cons of accepting that offer if yeah. it's, if it's not of if it's not at asking, and then you um at the end of the day is their decision. Okay. So when you it's like for instance when I was selling my house, uh, my last house we had a real estate agent because I wasn't licensed at the time. Went to uh, we received an offer before the house even hit the market, and it was over asking. So I went to our real estate agent. Um, hey, what do we do with? Uh, we got an offer that's over asking already. She said it's completely up to you. She said, but if you're getting an offer like this before the house even hits the market, she said, what do you think is going to happen once the house hits the market? She said, if you want to accept the offer, she said, I'll let them know. She said, if you want to tell them, hey, let's wait till the house hits the market, let's do, we can do that. So I said, yeah, let's wait till the house hits the market. And once the house hits the market, we got multiple offers over asking. So at the right time, really did. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you caught that pandemic boy, you know, that's smart though. All right, my question. If I'm looking to buy investment property in this market, not right now, you know, I'm on quarter three and quarter four this year, hoping there's gonna change. Yeah. Do you pick an area that's gonna be gentrified in the future, or do you pick a, somebody that's like a foreclosure? It depends. Do you want a long-term investment or do you want money right now? Because 
me and uh you know paul yeah me and paul talk about it all the time where we first started working that if we would have bought houses over there 10 years ago we would be sitting on millions right now literally millions yeah so it's like if you see gentrification happening now too now late. was the time to buy but if you can get in cheap i think when you see it, it's too late it depends though because you right. got some of these people they're they're older people or either there are people who are living there. You can go knock on the door. Hey, I'll give you seventy thousand dollars for your or a hundred thousand dollars for your house right now. And some people and some people would be like they've never seen that much money at one time. Yeah. And they paid forty thousand dollars for the house, or sixty years ago. Yeah. So you showed them a hundred thousand dollars. Okay. They move out. You could probably sell that. You could probably sell that property the day they move out for one hundred and fifty thousand because it's the land, especially. Um, in the Charlotte area, anything near uptown now yes. is is crazy. Every all those areas use are are being um are going through gentrification. So it's like a lot of those areas that used to be bad back in the day used to have these rundown houses. People, for one, uh, the way they're doing it, the taxes, other people are moving in, the taxes are raising are rising. So the people that live there can't afford the taxes. taxes. Okay. So when you got investors coming in, showing them this money, they're like, at that point, for one, they don't have a reason uh, or they don't have the means to stay because they can't afford the new taxes. Because a lot of these people, uh, to be real about it, are on a fixed income because yeah. they've been living yep. there forever. So when you mess up their fixed income and raise their taxes, they can't afford it. So they got to move and find somewhere else. So it's like... It, it, it's, it's it's almost like a predator and prey game. It is. I mean, like you got to know when to buy, where to buy, and then when you do it, you're not necessarily. How do I put it? You're not necessarily getting over on. I mean, in a sense, you are getting over on them because you know you're buying the house for a lot less than what it's worth. Yeah. But you're also, um, I guess, helping them out in the long run. Yeah. Because if they don't pay those taxes, the house is foreclosed. Oh, yep. Even if if it's paid off, it doesn't become the and the city comes below. Yes. Yeah. The city, man. I'm gonna talk about the cities because once they get it, you know, they make deals, man. Because I mean, I'm actually looking at looking at some now. Because like you said, it's you gotta buy in the right spot at yeah. the right time. Yeah. Right now, um Charlotte market is it depends on where you buy. You gotta be able to come in at the right at the right uh spot. But where you live at, up in Greensboro area. Yeah. Great with and with uh apple coming all those big companies coming on raleigh way oh it's actually okay. yeah, yeah yeah so up there where all those big companies i, I think greensboro is getting some big company too is, is toyota, oh, they got toyota greensboro? Coming greensboro. okay yep. so that's gonna bring a lot of jobs so yeah. when buying in that area right now before they come if you're if you're able to hold on to it for the long term yep i think it's the perfect time I agree, to man. buy yeah Especially if you can do some, um, like I said, if you own a house, if you could do a HELOC loan, yeah, use that HELOC to buy an investment property. Okay. Or because, uh, Damon, you're, I, I think we asked you before, your company does renovation loans, right? Yep, we do renovations. Mm -hmm. So that's another good way to get into it. Obviously with a renovation loan, um, what is it, conventional more than likely? Yeah, you, you, you have two types of loans. You have the, the Reno loans, the conventional, or the FHA 203K loans. And VA will not do a renovation loan, correct? Yeah, no. VA won't do 
any type of renovation, any type of investments. Okay. Now, what about, because I know there's a, I don't know if you would know about this. There is a, v, a business VA loan. That's a, commer- that's a commercial. So that's completely different. Okay. okay. That's kind of what I figured, but I wasn't 100% sure. I, like I said, you work in the so mortgage you industry. You get a commercial VA loan. Yeah, you can get a business loan for the VA. You can get a business loan with the VA. Sign me up for the military today. I'm going to serve. Where, 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 where you going? Huh? What branch you going to? He was on the Air Force. Okay. Uh, that's the Chair Force, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They call whatever, you Force, call. Force. whatever you want to call it. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for a Chair Force, man. I can, I can make some decisions from the Chair Force. <laughs> so, Damien, what do you see? Um, what do you see interest rates doing? Do you see? Do you see them so kind start, of staying stagnant for a while, or do you see yes, them dropping? They're starting to drop. So, understand where you know where the rates are right now. Uh, you know, getting back to the high fives, high to mid fives now, which is good. So, it's it's starting to go back down, but it's starting to stabilize out. You know, okay. The goal is probably going to be probably get down to the low fives at some point okay. um, throughout the year, but that's that's kind of where it's going to stabilize, because that's where everything was before. Do the feds raise them again or not? Nah. Nah. Okay. Right. So let me ask you a question. If, say the average interest rate is five now, or, or high fives, mm-hmm. is that on a new house, or is that on a refinance, or is it the same thing? No, nah, it's different. So if, I, so if I'm at a high five now, and I want to refinance, what would be what what is i guess is there is there a number if you bought a house between july of last year Mm -hmm. uh anytime july last year and 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 later you're going to want to refinance matter of fact whatever company did your loan should probably be calling you when you get close to that year mark yeah to refinance because those are people that were in the high sixes seven some people even the eight so we, we already know you're the rate high. Yeah. yeah. We, we're ready to call you and be like, hey, man, I know you don't even care, but let's refinance this loan and get into the 5%. Because I because even when I bought my house, I was in, I bought it at a bad time. Well, I, actually, I, I didn't buy at a bad time. I you closed, didn't buy it. You closed at a bad time. I closed at a bad time because <laughs> it, it, it took a while to build Yo. the house. <laughs> um, we don't know why, man. Hey, listen, we check on like every day, a listen, little longer than normal. Hey, listen. So I'm gonna tell you, if you are doing a new build, okay, there are horror stories behind it because Tony here started when rates were in like the threes. Yes, and he closed when the rates were in the fives. And my initial, <laughs> my initial rate was low threes, mm-hmm. and when I closed, it was. But I'm that t- I'm the type of person when I do my budget. I always go for the high end. So I'm like, all right, this is how much I can afford on a house. So I told my wife, I said, yo, if rate we if rates get up to this point, we're cause she's looking at me like, hey, our our interest rate from time we got uh pre pre-approved is up two percent. I'm like, no, nah, we're good. I said I calculated that in. Yeah. And she's like, what do you mean? I said, being me, I <laughs> I severely overcalculated. So I'm like, I can afford up to this. If it gets over this, we're going to have to find something else because I always stick to budget for one. <laughs> and because I, I I have a dollar going everywhere. So I'm like, I always stick to budget. So if it gets above this, we're going to have to find something else because I don't want to get to a, I don't want to get to a point where I'm taking money from somewhere else, from savings, investing, wherever yeah. to yep. pay for this house. Yeah. And so that's where um, 
That's where a financial coach comes in at. Because <laughs> and who do we know is a financial coach? Huh? Who do we know is a financial coach? I don't know. Who do you know? That's a I mean, I think coach. his name is Antonio. Okay. Just saying, you know? Um, hit me up. We'll find it. I can help you get to that point where you have your dollars going here, going here, going here. And I've helped a couple people out. Um, I don't think I ever have I ever gave y'all. I ain't never did, everybody, man. I ain't never sat down and did a budget nah, with y'all. Nah, but listen, man, but we on we we call it duty players. Doing them games, we talking about budget, we talking about finance, we talking about everything. And you ain't helped us on those, you know what I'm saying? Talking yeah. about money, you know? And I mean, I try to give people the free game. But free game. They don't want to listen. And then. <laughs> free game. We're not going to talk about this for you, man. <laughs> but yeah, if you need a financial coach, hit me up. If you need a realtor, hit me up. Best of both worlds. I can help you buy the house and help you save help you save the money to buy the house. Yeah, and, that's right. And make sure you can afford it. You, so you, we'll, we'll want you to get nothing you can You can see afford. somebody from beginning to end. Yes. You know, if you're looking to buy a house a year out, go see my man Tonya. Yeah, I can help you get to that point where you're able to afford the house. And then once you get to the point where, okay, then we hit up Damien. Damien can get you approved for that house. That's right. And then once you get the house. Well, you're going to have some bugs. <laughs> when them bugs come, it's called. It's called. <laughs> Doesn't matter whether it's a new house or old house. So I'm going to tell you something. It don't matter, bro. Bugs always going to be here. Global warming is a uh, is a pest control business best friend, especially when you buy a new house. It ain't just new houses, man. I'm just I'm just think about it, man. We it's, it's wintertime, right? You yeah. see no snow. Yeah, boy, every pest control company happy right now. <laughs> <laughs> ain't no bugs die, you know. Yeah, because I mean, in really any house, you're gonna have some kind of bug. With a new That's house, right. you're gonna have spiders. Oh, I guess I got my house ain't new, and I got spiders. They're here at the same time. Spiders, spiders and ants. You got ants. Yes. Boy, you're going to have, um, if it's a new house, you're going to have mice because, especially field mice, because they're <laughs> running, uh, because especially if, if you live close to woods, you're going to have all those critters, bugs, centipedes, so, so, spiders. Yep. So those things are on the golf course? Huh? Those things are on the golf course? I don't know. I mean, especially spiders. They ain't actually on the golf course. They just know it's new build. It's new build. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't do, my wife don't do spiders. Kids don't do spiders. Nope. I don't, I don't do spiders, but they don't bother me as you don't much. Don't do mice, boy. Huh? You don't do no yeah, mice. Yeah, I don't do field mice. Yeah, you don't do at no all. type of mice. So if you, um, I remember you asked me to come work for you before. Yeah, nah, you good. Yeah, I mean, as we expand, man, you know what I'm saying? I might need some help. Yeah, I help you financially. <laughs> so as so, I know we talked about a lot. Do either one of y'all plan on getting into investment properties within the next year? Hands down, man. Nah, not me. You don't? So me and Paul actually talked about this. Yeah. There's a bunch of, um, we're starting to look into a bunch of like tax liens. Yeah. Um, some of these houses are going for fourteen, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000. Because of taxes? Because of taxes. Oh, bro, sign me up. That's, that is but, good, though, I did. But the house next door just sold for $190,000. Yeah. $180,000. Even if, even if the house is going for $50,000, you got um, you got to pay $50,000 for it. But if the house next door just sold for $150,000, yep. the day you pay those tax liens closing that house, now there's other stipulations behind it. Yeah. But um, any every county has a website of houses that are um, that are tax liens. Mm -hmm. And... Yep. You can uh, go to the courthouse, bid on them, 
And then some of those houses obviously need work. Some of them need a lot more work than others. But if you look at the, if, if you get have a real estate agent and you look at, and you have them look at the comps in the area, yeah. if, if it can justify, you can make a bunch, even after you renovate, some of these houses you can buy for 50,000, put a hundred thousand into it, but then turn around and sell for 200. Or buy the household on to it. Somebody want to buy it as is. Well, I tell you, yeah. so the one thing I tell everybody when it comes to investments, right? I always say this, and this is just my personal thing. Buy investments in college towns. The reason you buy investment in college towns, you get somewhere to say, you will always have tenants. That's true. true. Yep. Especially if you buy close to a college. Yep. Close to a college. Because who's going to pay that bill? They parents. Yep. Yep. And Sometimes the school will. Um, they financial yep. aid. Yep. No, no, no. The school will actually rent, like, rent, 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 yeah. rent from you. Yep. And yeah, especially if they don't have enough dorms on campus. Yep. Yep. Another thing that some people sleep on, and I'm going to tell you, um, uh, nine to five millionaire. Oh, that's right, Jamal King. Jamal King, he talks about this. Um, Section eight. Yep. Sec. That is a guaranteed rent. Guaranteed rent. I'm gonna tell you something, man. Everybody knows somebody's on Section eight already. Yes. Yep. Shout out Jamal King. Jamal King, man. He, he became rich off of it, and didn't even know he was rich. Exactly. Didn't yeah. even know he was rich and got rich off. Investment property. I'm gonna tell you something, Tony. You're a big dude. Like, work out right. I met this dude in person, bro. That man looked like he a walking musk. Dang. Man, I ain't lying. He's super good. Like, as far as speaking, super good and super passionate about real estate. Oh, yeah. That's when, like, I saw, I still got my phone. He had a projection up, was breaking down, like, how to make money off rental properties. Yeah. And I'm like, yo. This dude just broke this down so simple. Yeah, I mean, he and he give you the game. Yep, he tell you game. Yep. exactly what he did, and it's not like the, and the way he did it. You don't need to be rich to start. Exactly, man. That's because you got some of these people that are telling you how to get rich, but they're already rich, yep. and you need money to get where they get. They tell you how to start. If you got five hundred thousand dollars, just throw out there. Yeah. yeah, and he's telling you like, yo, you got very little money. Yep. This is what you do. This is how you get to this yep. point. And obviously it worked for him because he tells you from step one, yo, this is what I started off as a police officer. Yep. And I was a millionaire before I knew it and was still working as a police officer as a millionaire. Then he eventually quit his job because um, yeah, I, I'm guessing he was losing money because he wasn't able to put full time but into you, but you know, though, what he was like, doing. He used his ecosystem. Yes, the, the police force was the yes. ecosystem. Yes, man. and like, and he even watching his interview on EYL, it yeah. made perfect sense. He did man, it made but, perfect sense as to what he did. Cops need daycare. Yep, and then cops need to buy homes. Yes, or rent. He was hey, I could be a cop all day. You I mean, it was him. Say, yep. and then yep. he's like you said, he went to Section Eight because he said yep. Section Eight is that's guaranteed a guaranteed money. paycheck guaranteed. Yep. every single month on time. Yep. If there's one person that pays on time, it's the government. Oh, yep. I mean, I, obviously, unless the government shut down. But, <laughs> but man, they'll never shut down. Just raise the debt. Huh? You said they'll, they'll never be, shut down. I'm saying they don't shut down. Know. What they do? They, they pass a bill. They shut down a while ago. Wait. What? How many years ago? Last year. Then they did what? They passed the bill. Eventually, yeah. And put more money. Yeah. Because we was about to shut down. So again. what's gonna happen is when they get ready to shut down again, yeah, they gonna add more money. Yeah. That's what we do as America. So the key to this podcast would be capitalistic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, you want to, like, like you said, you want to, you're going to invest in properties. Make sure, 
for one, you know what you're doing. Um, I mean, there's YouTube videos out there to teach you yeah, how, how to invest in property. YouTube will make you a lot of money. Just watch YouTube. Yeah, it, it tell you what to do. It tell you. It, it gives you a formula yep. on buying investment property because for one, you don't want to overspend, and for two, you got to you have to make sure you have a great contractor if you're buying yep. a house that needs work. Because if you don't have if you don't have a good team, then yeah. it, it, it's, it's I don't know what to tell you. At the battle, having a team, man. Yes, and even if you even if you go into it with somebody, you got to make sure you go into it with, with the right person. Yeah, I know. About and you got to make sure everybody has the same intentions and the same um, same motives. I know about that man. because if everybody don't have the same motive, it ain't gonna work out. It ain't gonna work, man. It ain't it, gonna work. It, it's not. All right, so at you, all. we giving people too much. Then <laughs> giving too much, too much. We're gonna come back again. Housing market, houses is always gonna be a hot topic. Oh yeah, because whether it's going up or down, like Damien said last podcast, is always the right time yep. to buy. That's right. Because no matter what you do, if you buy a house now, you can when the interest rates are high, you can always refinance. I'm gonna steal that, Damien. It's always time, right time to buy. I'm gonna steal it. Bro. I'm sorry. Let's tell my customer. Same thing with a real estate agent, bro. Tell it. Listen, you going to jail for murder? You going to defend yourself? <laughs> Why is it always the analogy? Because it, that's it's a, it's a perfect a analogy for a real estate agent. They do more. There's so much that they do that you just don't know. Yeah, There's so much that goes to those contracts. You can't quit the murder, man. Because everybody knows somebody about what's from hey, murder show. Time out, time out. We ain't going to talk about murder. All right. Let's, let's kill to the next play. But that is, I mean, it, it is a good analogy, but you do need, like, like Damien said, there is, as being a real estate agent, I can't tell you there is a whole lot that goes on oh, behind that. the scenes. You want to use it now with a doctor next time? Yeah, yeah, do doctors, somebody <laughs> else. I don't know. You talking about murders? But yeah, there's a whole lot that goes on behind the scene that people don't see that um, that really takes a lot of stress off of the consumer or the buyer or the seller. Yes. So definitely um, get your real estate agent if you know one. Make sure you use them. Um, they're definitely a big help. And man, don't give me all them fine details. Just give me like the top line <laughs> stuff. Like last time, man, do everything. Like, no, don't call me with that, man. I don't hear that. Yeah, I gotta let you know what's going on. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but um we gave you a lot of good information today. Yes. Uh like like we always tell y'all, anything y'all want us to talk about, any questions y'all have, put them in the comments. We're happy to answer the we're happy to answer your questions. We're happy to go over any any questions you may have, we're happy to bring people on that, you know, that yeah, that are experts in the field. That's right. Jamal King, if you see this, if you know, see this, I want to be on that episode. We're going to definitely have to have you on, man. You in Charlotte area, we got to get you on the podcast. Hey, we down for a Zoom, too. That's right, Zoom. Zoom, whatever you, got. Uh, whatever you use, we down for That's it. That's right. We, we like to get it. Obviously, you you seem like an expert in the field. He, he is an expert so, in the field. So we definitely would love to have that, that experience. That's right. So like we always tell y'all, um, when we do these podcasts, this is more than a podcast. We handing out crowns. Hand them out. Hand them out. Who the realest in my circle? Who the one who be the snakes? Who gon' fold up under pressure? Who gon' understand the stakes? Who gon' wait to get they food to try to take from off my plate? Who the love? Who gon' understand I'm hurt? Who gon' love me unconditionally and try to make it work? Who gon' party once I'm gonna shed it to once I'm in dirt? I ain't asking for too much, I'm trying to...